Hey divers, this is L'Oreal, your host for the Fridge Dive podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Big Fridge Little Kitchen, and today we're super excited to talk about tips and tricks to stay encouraged and inspired in the kitchen. I know for myself, I've been cooking two to three meals a day, and it is exhausting. And I have some notes for you guys to hopefully keep you curious and keep you adventurous, and that maybe you can make meals for yourself and the people that you love feel special and feel like you can really enjoy them. So if you're not following us on Spotify or wherever you get podcasts, be sure to do that. Like, follow, comment, all that jazz. And if you haven't followed us on our blog page, bigfridgelittlekitchen.com, that's where you're going to find also lots of notes that I'm adding for the podcast and any articles and interests that we have too. So be sure to follow bigfridgelittlekitchen.com, subscribe there as well. And if you haven't checked it out yet, don't worry. I'll wait. Okay, divers. So first and foremost, we talk about this even in the first episode. You have to set yourself up for success. It's not exactly exciting to go back and forth to the market right now. Again, the supermarket's one of my favorite places, but this is not anywhere where I want to, a time right now where I want to just go back and forth to get like one ingredient so I can really make whatever I'm making for dinner pop. So plan your meals and make what you have work at home and then also look for like an alternative. Like, oh, if the recipe says you need spinach, well, could you use, if you don't have fresh spinach, like can you just use frozen spinach? Can you use um, arugula instead? Can you use chard? Like there are other alternatives that will fit in the place of that spinach ingredient just fine. So. Um, and also too, like now that dish that you want to make, if you're following a recipe, but you don't have everything very quickly becomes your own. So I think that that's just so important to know and to lean on as you're making dishes at home. So I have a couple of tricks for you guys. Um, it's just three, so not a whole lot, but I think that they can definitely be helpful. So the first one is to definitely just try something new. So Follow content that it gets you excited about cooking. For me, like, I love following LA Times cooking. Like, there's a couple of those people who work there that I think really are pretty good at explaining things. Bon Appetit always has really beautiful content. There's a couple bakers that I like to follow on Instagram and on blogs and things like that. So find whatever it is out there that inspires you. Maybe it's a cook that only cooks vegan Maybe it's a cook that just takes really great photos. Maybe it's somebody who is um, gluten-free. So pick whatever that interest of yours is. Or maybe, you know, there's so many diets two people are on so that then you have content that you're receiving that caters to your dietary needs. Sometimes I think if you're just following junk food somehow to your brain's like, you know what we really want to eat? All that junk food we've been watching and seeing on our Instagram feed or our TikTok. So follow the things that make sense. And also for the lifestyle that you have. So if you're trying to be really good and stay on a diet, follow the things that keep you really good and on your diet. So um, I think that that can help too. And then that way you can get really fun, creative ideas of things to try. Um, I've been really into like Ethiopian and Indian food lately. I've been trying to be a little bit more plant-based during this time. It's a little bit easier to do it while I'm just cooking for myself mostly. And then I can 
control what that looks like rather than it just being what's produced out in markets for a busy life on the go. Right now, I get to take all this time to just curate food that really speaks to me, and that's how it really should be all the time, um, and now I have the time to really dedicate to that, so that's been really exciting. Um, and then, like, before all of this, I bookmarked something like 100 recipes, and, you know, it's one of those things you look back on, and you're like, when are you ever going to do this? Like, who has time to try croissants right now, or try to make you know, uh, a goulash, like a vegan goulash, like who has time to do this? And so I finally um, kind of got around and I picked four or five recipes just to like try um, and kind of commit to these like little food projects. So that's been pretty exciting. One of them is a chickpea cookie dough. Now I'm not even like a cookie dough person, but this is just too weird that I had to try it I it was one of those like well this I just want to try this because it's weird and I think that if you're seeing something that you're like no way this combination could be good or that this is going to taste right try it like you might really be blown away and I was blown away by the chickpea cookie dough you'll have to try it I mean there's so many recipes even out there for it and I do recommend like finding one that makes the most sense for like you um but it is really, really flavorful, and it doesn't taste like chickpeas at all. Like, I did not get a bean taste, guys, like, and I was really surprised. Like, I was making it and in shock at the same time. So, really, really cool. Um, so, number two, the second tip that I have, guys, is to try something old. So, the first tip was to try something new, and the second one now is to try something old. Maybe it's a family recipe or something from another time period, like, I've always wanted to try my mom's carrot cake, like, try to make that, but she doesn't follow a recipe, and somehow this always comes out really perfect, and I'm just, I'm so curious, and there's always a different thing in it, so that's also the thing, it's like, well, we can't quite ever get it right, because there's always that one thing that's in it, so that's different than the last time, so... Um, there's also, like, so many, like, old cookbooks that have really interesting recipes in them that, like, don't even make sense, but, like, it was a thing. So to even, like, look into, like, old cookbooks or that cookbook that you bought because you thought the pictures were really pretty, like, try to make a thing in there. You might really be surprised. Um, so I think that that can be really fun, too, as just a way to, like, either cook through a cookbook or... Uh, take a recipe that's old and kind of bring it into a new age so then you're making you're doing something old and something new and that can be kind of fun too um the third thing what I would say is get creative and play like you don't always have to make one dish play with flavors keep things balanced remember like cooking is a science um and that as long as you keep things balanced and it's hitting like a texture it has sour and sweet and spicy and um bitterness and like it has like all the taste palettes are being expressed in a dish it has a texture that you're looking for it has a consistency throughout that you really enjoy like I think that these are the things that make a dish really awesome like I think of like a buddha bowl or poke bowls or like a Kokovan uh, or something like that like they have they have a note to them that really sings well and that's something just to consider with your own dishes especially if you're like well I'm not really sure if these things go together 
they might actually go together really nicely if you play with some of the characteristics of that dish. So, and what I mean by that is like, for example, if you're just making like hummus or something, like chickpeas, um, especially if they're from a can, especially if they're from a can, but even dried chickpeas, like as they cook and soften up, they get a little bit sweet, like just on their own. So you're trying to kind of balance out this like sweet starchiness. And like the ways you do that is like with adding a little bit of fat and adding a little bit of acid and maybe you add in some tahini for texture because that chickpea is a little bit grainy and some people like it, some people don't. Hummus all over the world is different all over the world. So there are things that you can do to play with dishes and I encourage you to try to play with them and like kind of add those fresh herbs, add something like a nut or something all um, chopped up for texture on top of a salad or something like that just to keep you engaged in the dish like I think there's nothing more exciting than to with every bite you're kind of like excited for what the next bite tastes like because your dish has dimensions to it and I think that that's really exciting so one of the things like even I've been playing with because it allows me to get really creative is I just like really do guys I take a dive in my fridge and I find whatever I have maybe it's vegetables maybe it's sweet potatoes maybe I have a little bit of meat maybe I don't and I make like Buddha bowls and like this has been a really fun little project because as it comes together it's really fun and it's really pretty. Um, I made one actually last night with um, Israeli couscous. I love the little pearl couscous. It's so delicious and um, and super satisfying like and it had sweet potatoes in it and cauliflower and chickpeas and zucchini and I made these like spiced turkey meatballs and I put a ton of herbs on top and I finished it with like a like sour yogurt with um, mint in it and it was so so good it really had this like Moroccan-ish inspired feel to it I put a bunch of turmeric and everything so the whole bowls were yellow and so it, it's fun like know that cooking is definitely just a science experiment I mean if you have any doubts about that read go online and just start reading recipes like this is people just writing what they did from what they remember or as they were going so sometimes steps are there sometimes steps aren't there um because if you're in the kitchen and you're elbow deep in a project you might not be checking uh did i write down that little step did i write down that little move so um all things to just keep in mind so try something new guys try something old Get creative in your kitchens and play. Pull out the things that you have that you know you need to use. And like sometimes I will just even like Google those three items. Maybe it's like tomatoes, olives, pasta. And I'm like, okay, what can I make with this? Can anything come together with just tomato, olives, and pasta? Oh, I have a little can of chickpeas. Maybe I'll throw those in. Um, and I've got a little like wilted parsley, but maybe I can throw that in. So um, and then all of a sudden like magic can happen and it doesn't require you to leave to go to the store for just one thing. Um, you can save your money a little bit um, because you don't have to buy food. And that a dish like that, um, you know, you would go to a restaurant and pay a lot of money for like this really simple pasta dish. And now you can create it yourself. So I think that that's really cool. 
And um, also this is a really nice time as like kind of a bonus tip or tip four is to find ingredients that you're not familiar with and use those. Um, like if you're not really familiar with like the pearl couscous or Israeli couscous, um, like I really like that, but I'm not really that familiar with it. I didn't grow up eating it. I don't have any context for it. Um, so it's really kind of fun to play with it right now to see like, oh, wow, you do really like this flavor or, oh, wow, like that is a really nice consistency, um, in a dish. Um, and spices too. Spices can change the whole thing. So definitely consider playing around with the spices. Um, maybe it's, um, making your own version of, of tahini, um, and the spices that go into that. Maybe it's fresh herb rather than dried. Um, especially if you tend to, uh, to lean or, or lean towards, um, dried herbs in your cooking, like play with fresh. Like that's a really simple swap and it makes a big difference to me. Like I think that fresh herbs are so, so nice in a dish. I think dried herbs definitely have their place and there's no way that I would ever stop buying dried herbs, but um, fresh really can change and like dimensional lies a dish too and add a little bit of that fresh pop that I think that you don't get as much with a dried herb. But those are just a couple of ideas, guys. And of course, if you have any ideas, have you been staying really encouraged? Let me know. You should email us at our blog. Um, on our contact page, there's all the information on how to get a hold of us. And I'd love to hear from you. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Fridge Dive Podcast. Fridge Dive Podcast is brought to you by Big Fridge Little Kitchen. Be sure to follow us on our blog site, bigfridgelittlekitchen.com. We'd love to have you like and subscribe there where we're writing about topics that we're really passionate about, things that we're really interested in, and little notes um, from the podcast that you've even heard from today. So follow us there and stay curious, guys. Stay adventurous in your kitchens. Keep cooking. And until next time, guys, dive deep.